Welcome in everybody fresh off vacation. I am and I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling very passionate because my Phillies made some trade deadline deals. Juan Soto is gone. We talked about that. It's the first time I get to talk about it. Uh, but this is the Wind Daily Sports early lock show. This is the stream at Wind Daily Sports where you find us. Make sure you follow us on all social formats. Get ready for football season. Still going golf and, and NASCAR and League of Legends. And listen, we do it all. Um, this is Tony. This is Adam. As always, thanks for joining us. Make sure you hit the subscription. Make sure you hit the like button. As always, we got 13 games to talk about tonight, Adam. 13 games on a Friday night. It's hot. I'll tell you what, the balls, I, I saw it last night going out of Citizens Bank Park. I know the balls are going out of a lot of stadiums. Aaron Judge is an absolute beast. But 13 games, man, what's the first thing that stands out for you, whether it be ace of the slate or anything that you have your eyes on going into tonight? Yeah, I think the ace of the slate is pretty easy tonight, and it's still in seas, man. Like, the, boy, the Rangers man. have the have the eighth highest K rate in baseball against righty pitching. Yeah, Cease is a little bit worse to the left side, and that's a slight concern because the Rangers do have generally at least six lefties in that lineup. But, like, at the same time, like, the K-rate's still right under 29%. His slider is still one of the most ridiculous pitches in baseball. He has a 47% whiff rate, a 154 Wobo allowed. Already has 94 strikeouts. Like, it's just, like, you can't hit the thing when he's got it going correctly. And then, you know, the, the, the Rangers are 24th against that pitch. Like, that's that's a really low ranking. So I think even though, yeah, the salary is going to be high, but when you kind of look down this list, there's not a lot of pitchers on paper that can really match that strikeout upside until you get out of the ace range, really. I agree. Listen, man, the, the biggest thing for me is the consistency, right? This guy is consistent <laughs> as they come. Not many uh, junk ball games do you feel, you know, or do you find from Dylan C. So uh, definitely that 10-4 factor is high, but I know there's a lot of other good pitchers below that as your 1B. So I know there's somebody maybe that we're looking at, uh, not, not necessarily a pivot, but who who do you think is a good pair up with Dylan C's, you know, as you're paying that 10-4? So I think you could probably go two routes. And I think, you know, a popular pitcher on this slate is probably going to be Rob Gray. And, yeah, okay, we saw Los Angeles hit seven home runs and somehow still managed to lose a game yesterday. But Robbie Ray has legitimate strikeout upside. And the Angels have been one of the worst teams in baseball against lefty pitching pretty much the entire year, even when Mike Trout was playing. You want to take a look at what Robbie Ray's done lately, and you look and go, okay, well, he's combined for negative 10 points in his past two starts. I got news for you. Houston is not the Angels lineup, okay? They're they're about as far apart as you can get right now. They're just not the same. 8,900, you know that ceiling is just through the roof for Ray. But if you wanted to spend up on bats and you, you, know, you kind of want to take that punch shot, and we talked about the last time against your Phillies, Mitch Keller didn't have his best control in that game. He only threw 86 pitches. He probably could have had a little bit more, but he wasn't, you know, quite 100% you know, on, on his game. He still made it through six innings. He still only gave up one run on a home run. He got three strikeouts. Through the month of July, he racked up 31 innings. His ERA was only 261 with a 22% K rate and a 3.24 XFIP. And the whip dropped to under 1.20. If you can get a guy like this at 6,500, which that's a lot better than last time, because last time he was 8K. And 8K makes you nervous with a guy like this. You know there's some instability built in. 6,500 is a lot easier to get behind. Even on the road in Baltimore, Baltimore's been one of the least friendly parks for home runs so far. So I, I really still like Keller at the salary. 
I like that. Listen, that, that gives you $17,000 for pitching if you were to go Cease and Keller. But Robbie Ray's another good one. Listen, Robbie Ray playing at the friendly, uh, you know, the pitcher-friendly park in Seattle. He's, all, you know, at home, 202 average, .96 whip. This guy is really good everywhere, but he's exceptional at home. So uh, I like both of those plays. And again, even if you go 8,900, 10,4, that 19,000 plus range, that's still acceptable because I know there's some bats here, Adam, some, some lineups that we can get behind that may not cost us a ton of money, but who's your top stack for tonight? Top stack is a little bit tough because there's an awful lot of lineups to like because when you get down to that punt range pitcher, there's not necessarily a whole lot there that you're going to really love. And I think one of the guys that really has to stand out, or at least one of the lineups, is the Astros again. They get a lefty in uh, McCarty from Cleveland, who only has 19 and a third innings pitch. His ex-fip is 514. The fifth is 7.10. It's enormous. Yeah, it's a small sample, but if you look at what he's done to righty so far, they have a 436 Woba, a 3.07 home run per nine, and a 7.75 fip. And now you look at this Houston lineup that added Trey Mancini at the deadline. He's still only 3,100. Like, if you want to get to Robbie Ray, if you think you got to have him for that K upside, pair him with Cease, maybe you can get those 20 strikeouts. A guy like Trey Mancini who can play at first or in the outfield is only 3,100. A guy like Chaz McCormick, if he makes the, the lineup, he has a 400-plus Woloba against lefties. He's only 26. Even the Astros, you know, you, it comes to mind like Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. All these guys are expensive. Yep. They're likely going to have some pretty affordable pieces in this lineup, even down to Jeremy Pena at only 41. Like, you can easily build with whatever pitching combo you want with this lineup. Yeah, I like that. I, I think it's going to be bombs away for Houston. I really do. I, I, I really like them. They, they're one of the one of the plays that stuck out to me. And for you, I know you said it's tough, so I'm sure you're you're looking at a, a, another play maybe that may not be as popular but maybe valuable. Any sneaky stack that comes to mind when we're looking at this late? I don't know how sneaky it'll end up being because um, you look at Ian Anderson. He was fairly popular the last time out. He had a monster start, 34 DK. He was awesome. Nine strikeouts, six innings, no earned. And against Arizona, that's great. Once again, Arizona's lineup, it's not the Mets lineup. And the Mets are, the Mets got, like, they didn't make a big splash at the deadline, but they got pieces that really fit well with what they already had. Dan Vogelbach's been tearing the cover off the ball since he's gotten there. Like, yeah, do I want to play Pete Alonzo at first? Of course I do. But, you know, Pete Alonzo's 54, Vogelbach's 36. That that two grand is pretty much your difference between a Robbie Rain and Mitch Keller. It just depends on your comfort level with the pitching. But I don't know how many people are going to play the Mets, but they beat up Kyle Wright again tonight. This offense from top to bottom, man, it's nasty right now. And they, they got a good feeling behind them. You know, it's always nice when your front office does something at the deadline to make your team better. And they certainly did, even though they didn't, you know, get Juan Soto or some of the, some of the big names out there. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because when I when I look at this and you talk about Mets, because I, I I like the Mets, I like Houston, and I I kept thinking about how can I get different and and again, it, it's not Philly bias, but I really like the Phillies, and and, and this is the way, way I like them, just so everybody knows is I think the Phillies afford you the opportunity, even though Josiah Gray has been really good against them. This is a different lineup now. This is a different base of offense that they're throwing at you. And you could possibly get different with taking a big gun from Houston, a big gun from the Mets, 
and a nice, valuable, sneaky stack with a Hoskins at 3,900, a Castellanos at 3,400, and a Brandon Marsh at 3,000. Three guys under four grand that I'm telling you right now, when it's 90 plus degrees at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, the ball flies out and it just carries. And, and these guys are hot. They're valuable and they're under value, in my opinion. Very good on their own and very, very cheap. Uh, Adam, any more value plays, FFVPs, anything we want to add to this slate before we get out of here? I would say maybe another sneaky stack. And then again, you know, it's, it's too early to see where the ownership's going to fall, but I don't think they're going to be popular. You take a look at, out in the desert, and the Diamondbacks are very boom and bust offense. Sometimes they can put up a big number of runs. Sometimes they don't do squat. I mean, like I said, they made Ian Anderson look good, and he's not looked good very often this year. He's had a really rough year. So yeah. you know kind of what you're getting into. This is probably a larger field offense if you're going to exposure. But when you look at Herman Marquez, the general perception is he's better on the road. And it's not necessarily false, but his 461 XFIP against lefties is higher on the road than it is in cores. And all he's really going to see in this lineup is lefties. You got... Alec Thomas, you have Dalton Varsho, Cattell Marte, Josh Rojas. And these guys can steal bases, too. Like, they don't always have to hit home runs to hit value. They can get it done on the base pass. I really feel like Marquez is going to struggle with this lineup. It's like it's been his Achilles heel basically through his entire career is lefty hitters. So I, I kind of like them as a sneaky option here. I like that. And there you have it. Listen, you can go power with Houston and the Mets, and you have some valuable pieces out there, you know, when we talk about Arizona and Philly. So, you know, mix and match, do what you will. A couple lineups here and there. Not everybody just plays one lineup. So make sure you throw some of those guys in there and get different. And obviously, Ryan Dillon sees uh, to the end. 13 games, as always, is Windale Sports, where you find us at Windale Sports on all sorts of formats. For Tony, for Adam, everybody have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Saturday and Sunday with the 5-5, five and five, the fastest five minutes in DFS. I guarantee you that. Get you as much information as you can on a weekend. So, everybody, stay safe, stay profitable, and we'll catch you next time. 